This episode of the Music Stuff Show is brought to you by Loops, your weekly curated drum loop library. If you're writing music, programming beats, or building tracks, Duploops.com is the place to start. They post 10 new multi-track drum loops on their website every Monday at noon. Each loop is available in stereo and multi-track formats, always fresh, and they are never recycled. And the best part is, every loop is only a dollar. And for listeners of this podcast, they are offering an additional 10% off of your first purchase when you use the code MUSICSTUFFSHOW at checkout. So visit Duploops.com, that's D-U-P-E-L-O-O-P-S.com, for 10 new multi-track drum loops per week, every week. On this episode of the Music Stuff Show, we discuss some of the major changes in content distribution that have occurred within the last decade. We present some compelling arguments for why you should never press CDs, explore how to create value for your audience at no cost to you, and look at some content release strategies to maximize your returns and ultimately grow your brand. Please enjoy this episode of the Music Stuff Show, content distribution and how the model has changed. Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome to the Music Stuff Show, where we break down the business of music to help you build a career doing what you love. With me, as always, is Vance. My name is Tom. What's up, Vanny boy? Hello. <laughs> Tom's Hello. still coming to terms with facts. That that's how I'm going to say hi. <laughs> I got something important we need to start with today. Oh, boy. Here we go. Did you know that the original website for Space Jam the movie is still active in life? I hate to tell you that I actually did know that. <laughs> that is a piece of information that I regrettably possess. Oh man! Can like, you? But can you go? I haven't been to it. Can you actually go to stuff on there and like? Let's see. Like what, what's even available? Is there like an eight-bit trailer? Dude, oh look at this! I wish this is the part that I wish we had visuals on this show. I'm like on it, and it's the man. Remember the old tiled backgrounds that websites used to have? Oh yeah! Wow. Like, Man, it is just Vance like... Vance has it pulled up on his phone right remarkably now. Remarkably awful copy. We can put this in the show notes later. I think that uh, has to go in the show notes. I, I will link the Jam. original Space Jam yeah. website. I, I also think I remember reading that it is still, to this day, the highest grossing sports movie of all time. Is it really? I think so. Man. I think sports movie. There, it is the highest grossing blank movie of all time, and I think it's sports. Fascinating. So, well, we'll, uh, we'll put our fact checkers on it. I hope those fact checkers are doing their job. <laughs> oh man! So this is a show about music. This is a show about music. So what what are we going to talk about this week? What is this week? Uh, this week we're going to talk about content distribution and how that model has changed. Uh, last That's week you... we did just a completely awesome job of sticking right to the title. In all of our discussion, so we're gonna try this week to do better. They'll probably fail miserably. <laughs> Guys, we just want to let you know, whatever the title is, is gonna forever be clickbait. That's just gonna always be our launching point. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Here's where we're gonna start, and then eventually, like the comments section on YouTube, it will make no discernible sense whatsoever. <laughs> so what I hear you saying is that I should go uh, manufacture twenty thousand CDs this week. That's exactly what I'm telling you. The CD is making a comeback, baby. <laughs> And they're putting singles on 8-tracks, and, you know, FM FM is entering a new age. I actually just picked up a Zune this week. <laughs> uh, you're welcome for that free publicity, Zune. Do they still make those? I don't think I'm so. I'm sure they're on eBay. 
Maybe. Along with like a Tamagotchi and the original. <laughs> Tamagotchi. NES. <laughs> Man, so many good times. Yeah. We are, we are millennials, apparently. We know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so no, do not, do not ever, ever. I'm going to, I'm going to say something that most people hate to hear right now. If they're going to have something to sell at my merch table, stop. Stop pressing CDs. Stop it. Do it. Stop pressing CDs. You're wasting your money. You seriously, you're wasting your money. Why? Like today, the way people consume content is through streaming. That period or vinyl. That vinyl's making a comeback, and we'll get to that later. But we will get to that. It but, is. Yeah. But CDs are a medium that sound worse, or or say let's say equal to streaming with way less convenience. They're most of the cars that are getting manufactured now, I don't even think have CD players in them anymore. I think it's just turned the corner that CDs are work. Like, if you have an old car, sure, you might still be holding on to a CD player, but... Sure, but you also have an aux input. I'm pretty hopefully. confident that most cars these days don't put them in there. Mm-hmm. And so like, let's think through that process, though. Like, if I come to your show and I buy a CD, and maybe I have a CD player and... Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like, it's the first time I saw you. Whatever, you were open up for whoever I wanted to see. Yeah, Fallout Boy. Yeah, you're opening for Fallout Boy, and I'm like, oh, that was kind of cool. I don't know anything about them. I'll go be supportive because I've toured and I like to support other bands. You know, I've got to either hopefully have a CD player, or then if if I don't have a CD player, now what? <laughs> like, yeah. then I have to, I would have had to import it onto my computer but my computer doesn't have a CD drive anymore. <laughs> I can I can tell you to interject in my personal experience, I quite literally do not have the means to listen to a CD. If I come to your show and I buy your CD, I don't have the means to listen to it. My laptop doesn't have a drive. My car doesn't have a drive. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to do is buy it for ten bucks to help support your band, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go home and I'm going to save it to my library on Apple Music or Spotify. Yes. And the and probably the shrink wrap or whatever it's called is going to stay on that record for mm-hmm. a little while because I'm not going to listen to it. It's true. And so you've just wasted $2.16 to make that record to make that to press that CD that I'm I'm now wasting. Yeah, I think it's uh if you look at the mentality behind it, especially from an indie band or indie musician or whatever, Generally, the motive that someone buys a CD is not because they care about your CD. They care mm-hmm. about supporting an artist that they were like, I either already like this artist or I was surprised and now I like this artist and want to support them. So it quite literally is only a marketing tool. Yeah, it's a business card. Which is fine, but you could have better margins and sell another T-shirt that that person can wear and then outwardly promote your band or artistry yeah, a for a one-time investment. That's what a t-shirt is, is a walking billboard. And then they're still going to go look your stuff up on Spotify or Apple Music because they liked it, but it's going to be faster and easier yep. for them to actually consume your music and share it with their friends. Here, here, here's, here's what you do, since I know everything. But seriously, here's what you do. At your merch table, nix the CDs, stop pressing them, you're wasting your money. Instead, make cool t-shirt designs. Add one more t-shirt design for the money you might spend for that. Mm-hmm. And have a QR code 
big old QR code on your table that somebody can take a picture of with their smartphone because if they're at your show in the 21st century, they probably got a smartphone on them. Or somebody in their party has a smartphone on them. Put a QR code there, take a picture of it, directly links to downloading your record on Apple Music or Spotify or Tidal if you want to go that route. Mm -hmm. And as to their library, boom, they've already got your music. They can listen to it on the way home. And with every purchase from your store, from your table there, maybe you have a hidden track available on your website. Hmm. Something that's a grab for people that they can only get by going through your table at your show, an added bonus of value for coming to see you live. So, And maybe maybe there's a QR code or just a, a little six-digit code on the uh, the label of every shirt, or you print out a bunch of stickers and you stick a little circular red sticker that has a six-digit code on it on the tag when they buy it, the shirt from your table and they have access to something cool. And it doesn't even it doesn't have to be a song. Think outside the box. It can be a five-minute conversation of the band talking about the inspiration for the album, a hidden video, a, a, a private Facebook group. Yeah, I add, mean... Add value that way that costs you nothing. 100%. I think you could even go the same route like let's but i don't know how to use qr codes tom oh god cool so google it yourband.com slash whatever city so Mm -hmm. you're you're playing in nashville like you don't have to put it on the main page like it can be that simple you're not really trying to hide stuff from people you're trying to give people incentive to participate in your story in your music yeah and save money so that you can eat food yeah, the whole goal here is to create a viable business, and the way you do that is to maximize your revenue and minimize your expenses wherever possible. So minimize your expenses on pressing CDs. It, it's, it, is, it is a dead technology. It just doesn't know it yet. It's, people are still making them, unfortunately, and people are still buying them, unfortunately. But if anybody who's ever been to Best Buy... In the last, say you went to Best Buy in the year 2000, right? If you can remember that far back and, and you remember going into Best Buy in the year 2000, I want you to go what to Best Media Buy Play? today and I want you to walk around and tell me how big the CD section is now compared to how you remember it. Or maybe go to Target's CD section and see how many they have available. They're just, they're shrinking. They're not selling anymore. You need to, you need to focus on streaming and honestly, this may be a little too aggressive for some of you out there. You don't even really need to be worried about downloading. You just need to be worried about streaming. What? I know. <laughs> Ouch. You just, pe- uh, people, storage, people don't want to store their files anymore. I'm sorry. People don't care. So on that note, there's no hard facts because Apple is currently denying it. Yeah. But I... I have read many, many articles that suggest uh, it's rumored that Apple is moving to uh, close the, I don't know if they're actually closing the iTunes store per se, but they're moving to close music bot downloads Mm -hmm. by sometime in 2019. I I was in the Apple store getting a new case for my phone uh, within the last few months, and this isn't direct directly related to that, but w- when we were just having some small talk with the guy who was putting on like my new screen cover and stuff, he he told me, well, Apple's whole effort recently in the last several years is just to move everything to the cloud. 
and then on to the next conversation point. Mm -hmm. But in referencing that in, in this conversation, what that tells me is that why wouldn't they move the entire user experience for music consumption to the cloud? Why, why even bother with the bandwidth to transfer files to download to your system? Why? Well, and plus they're, you know, trying to compete with Spotify, which is, you know, taken such a huge chunk of that market. Mm -hmm. And who never, not one time ever offered downloads ever. You know, so there's definitely <laughs> recognition in that and trying to beat that out. I, even, uh, I never used it, but Amazon had a MP3 online storage thing yep. sort of they're system. Get, they're getting rid of that, right? They are closing that as well. I don't remember the date, but they have an official date for their users to find another place to store their stuff because they're closing <laughs> that program. Get your crap and get out. Moral of the story, even digitally, people aren't owning files. Yeah. And this brings it to a point that is typically an argument amongst musicians and a frustration point. And I think you can either spend your time being upset about it or you can spend your time moving forward and creating a brand that doesn't even need a physical music item. Like the music's just your like entry. Yeah, music is no longer, brand. you know, it's, it's no longer a day and age where like music alone is all you need. Like every, iconic artists that people want to compare themselves to or like close their eyes and dream about getting to they all have entire brands built around them like i think of mm -hmm. the weekend you know yeah and you know between partnerships with h&m and doing pop-up mm -hmm. shops in new york city and yeah. uh, collabs with puma and chain like, smokers did that tommy hilfiger thing yeah i mean so really just taking collaboration to such a high level is you know and be more than just a song yeah you're you're an experience yeah really what you're doing like what you're creating when you're creating music for somebody the music is the entry point but what you're creating for them is an experience to add value to their daily life how you feel like i think i think one of the reasons uh we'll go on this little tangent here i think one of the reasons that hip-hop is winning so much right now and has been for a little while is because what they're selling from an experience standpoint, from a lifestyle standpoint, is so much more attractive than what rock was selling. And I say was because rock does rock even right exist? Is is pretty dead. Like, <laughs> is there a, a rock genre? <laughs> yeah, uh, like rock and rock. Rock is my bread and butter. It's in my heart, but it's just not alive right now because what they were selling is anger and angst and way over the top like slutty sex appeal that's what everything was about on the radio several years ago but hip-hop is selling i'm working hard i'm getting better i'm bringing my people with me i'm i'm bettering my community i want more mm -hmm. i want more i want better i'm going i'm going to the top and 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 this is my path and i want you to follow along like that's the whole experience that is being sold in hip-hop right now so people are like I can totally subscribe to that because mm -hmm. I want better too. Yeah. And I think it's genius. I think it's an awesome, awesome philosophy and awesome lifestyle design that that, that genre of music as a whole is selling. I'm on board. And hip-hop ships harder than any other oh, yeah. genre out yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Whatsoever. While everybody else is worried about, you know, whoever producing whatever and making sure every little thing is perfect. Future's already yep. put out three records this year. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, so don't like, don't press CDs. Let's, I want to, I had another thought in my mind before we got on that, uh, about pressing CDs and, and, and one of the benefits of that traditionally or, or, or just downloading songs. Let's talk about that, about downloading music and having the file to send. So on the last episode, we talked about um, episode 001, if you want to go check it out. Uh, we talked about how um, you, you need to be posting content. You need to be hitting publish. You need to be putting stuff out there. Well, if, if you're not doing that, then this won't apply to you. But if you are, if you're making content, you're putting it out there for consumption, then you will always have a link to send somebody for your music. Mm-hmm. You'll never have to send the file because everything you have available is up for the world to see. You won't have to send files anymore. You don't have to worry about file transfer. How many times has an email not gotten through that's important to you because the file didn't upload? When you send a link, boom, gone, out into the ether. Man, half the time you don't even have to send a link now because with the power of playlists on Spotify, so if you're following what your friends are getting into and they stumble on your band from whether they went to your show or just showed up in their, you know, what's new playlist or whatever, however they find you, mm-hmm. they don't even really have to tell their friends if they just actually listen to you. I can see in the yeah. feed on the desktop what my friends have listened to recently. Yep. I can see their playlists, kind of scope them out, see if I'm missing mm-hmm. anything every once in a while. Like, that's without them even trying. So then if you're constantly giving them content to fall in love with, it gives them something to talk about. Yeah. Because if you drop one song that's amazing, no one cares. Like, they'll care for a month or six weeks or whatever, yeah. but it's not enough. Like, that's great, because then they want to be able to tell these people about the next thing. I. Uh, it was funny. So I think a day or two ago, I heard this statistics that people have, like, 4,000 different thoughts a day or something like that. They, they said that... Uh at church yesterday, my wife and I were at church yesterday, and, and the pastor said That's that. exactly yeah. where it was. I went to the yeah. same church yesterday. Cause, yeah, because we, we, <laughs> left, we left, and my wife goes, I think you have 8,000 a day. <laughs> so here's what's funny. I actually went to go try and fact check this, and I didn't find a hard thing, but I found a bunch of sources that all suggested it's more like fifty to 70,000 thoughts a day, Ooh. which it broke it down into however many a minute and whatnot. So... Oh. Whether you want to go on the lower high side of 4,000 or, you know, 50 or 70,000 thoughts a day, then you combine that with the amount of stuff that's constantly being thrown at people, the number of advertisements people see every day, like whether it's on your phone, on a billboard, on TV, if people still watch that too, like Mm -hmm. all of the, you're constantly consuming so much information. So even if there's something that you like, like you have to think about it. If there's a show that you are see on Netflix, like you still need it to pop up, yeah, and be like, oh, I remember That's seeing that that right. was coming out. I totally wanted to check that out. Or a friend has to tell you and be like, oh, like you still have to have those moments. Yeah. And so if you're not honestly fighting through the noise by constantly putting out new music and new content for your fans to buy into and be stoked about, and know that you're constantly working and give them something to show their friends. Because it's kind of, it's an unspoken trust. Like, you know, and it's not necessarily this extreme, and I think it's kind of subconscious when it actually happens. But in order for me to tell a friend about a band, like, I've got to actually like them pretty much. Mm -hmm. 
Like I'm yeah. I'm probably not stopping my day over a song these days because yeah. I probably listen to, you know, hundred new songs a week. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like on a very conservative side. Yeah. You know, and even if I like them and they end up, you know, in a playlist or a daily mix or whatever, like I'll listen to them. But I'm constantly like in that world and constantly searching for new things and just always wanting to be inspired and seeing what people are working on. Mm-hmm. But if someone's trying to they're consuming all of this. They need you to be putting stuff out so they have a reason to remember like, oh, man, yeah, they're still doing it. They haven't stopped. Oh, they didn't have just one great song. Oh, and there's another great song. Also, Oh, that's like, a dope music video. If like, the well runs dry, somebody's going to go get water somewhere else. Facts. It's <laughs> <laughs> the truth, man. 100%. Yeah. And <clears throat> you, you mentioned playlists. I want to I uh, get into that for a second. It's not just CDs that are gone. I I truly believe that FM radio is dead and doesn't know it yet, too. There's still radio? Right. <laughs> People, like, if you're, unless you have a big old budget and a big old label behind you, you don't even need to worry about the radio game. Don't touch it. Don't put a dollar into trying to get on traditional radio. It's a racket, and it's not worth your money. Because you're not... Here's the news. You're not going to show up anyway. You could put $30,000 of your budget into trying to go to radio, but if Justin Timberlake drops a new single, they ain't playing your song. Hate to break it to you. It's not going to happen. He dropped one Friday and the record's coming, so good luck. Yeah. (laughs) My boy JT, holla. Uh, (laughs) We love you. (laughs) Anytime you want to sit down and talk about music, we're here waiting. We are here. Come on. We're in Nashville. Uh, So if you... If you want to put money into ex- expanding your reach, put it into put it into playlists. Put it into discovery sources that people are actually using. Right? I mean, am I wrong about that? I don't think you're wrong. I honestly I think that makes sense at a certain point, but I would honestly probably take it a step back even further. Yeah. Probably for most people here. Like if you I haven't thought about this, so I'm just pulling numbers out of my head. If you, I'm not going to make something up, so I'm going <laughs> to stick to the principle. I was going to make up a number, but I'm not going to do that now. Yeah. If people aren't talking about you already, these things aren't worthwhile. That's true. That's a good point. So, and what I mean by that, like. You need a buzz before you start throwing money at it. A proven product, really. Number one, if you have $30,000, buy a camera. <laughs> yeah. Save. <laughs> $25,000 and spend some time learning that with you and your mm-hmm. homies in your band. And throw a dollar a day at some very well-targeted Facebook ads to grow your network. Yeah, I'm cool with budgets like that. Yeah, But I, I think in the sense of like visual content, like all your songs. Like if you're putting on a song, why doesn't it have a music video in this day and age? Dude, truth. Like, that is truth right there. And so I sure. think to me, even before that, and if you reach a point where like, cool, all your videos are, you know, starting to get thousands of views, like then maybe start barking up the tree of like expanding that. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have a video with a thousand views on it and preferably like 10 videos with a thousand views on it, there's nothing to market. Yeah, that's true. Like if you can't get your friends and family amongst four people, like, yeah, you are never going to get past that if the yeah. people that are supposed to love you and support you, even if they don't like it. 
And I think that's the hard part. And I want to do an entire episode on this, so I'm not going to completely go off the deep end. But a lot of times I think people don't want to accept that, like, your songs aren't good enough. <laughs> yeah. And, and not from a musician standpoint. Like, because if you want to be commercially viable, which I feel like most people say they do, but then in application really <clears throat> don't. Yeah, I don't think be- about what, what exactly that means. Like, you've got to appeal to my mom. My mm-hmm. mom listens to Maroon 5. Yeah. Like, yeah. She doesn't, like, track music. She loves JT. We've mm-hmm. gone to the show together. Yeah. It was awesome. I bet it was. There's still space on this couch, JT. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real, like, so if you want that, and, like, your goal long-term is to move into this huge success, like, you've got to be honest with yourself about what does that audience want? And it has to be accessible. You can't make weird music and expect everybody to be into that. Now, if you're passionate about that, that's cool too. And I still think you can find a niche and you can make money off that, but you've got to accept like you're not going to be mainstream. Right. And so along with that, like, would you listen to your song if you weren't on it? That's a good point. Like if who put in whoever your person is, like, rapper singer guitarist i don't care like whatever you do like if you if you i say singers because we have egos like, <laughs> but if you took your part out of a song yeah and we're like man would xyz artist sing this or play this and like be honest mm-hmm. you know would beyonce sing this song like would taylor swift sing this song and if the answer is no like it's not that you can't put it out, but don't expect thousands and hundreds of thousands of people to buy into that. Like, yeah, it has to start with a great product <laughs> and a great yeah. song and something that people can enjoy. And then from there, you have to get a buzz around the people that want to support you. Mm-hmm. And then from there, like it cultivates and grows and you can bring all of these like tools and marketing things in. But it's the, the thing that like, I hear so many people talk about that and I I think it's where people get hung up because they like talk about your socials and talk about all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And like all of those things are great. All of those are tools to elevate your thing, your your album, your song, your music video. Like at the end of the day, it all comes back to what you're creating. So if that's not there and there's not enough of it for people to talk about, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Like the, 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 the thing that's running through my mind listening to you talk about this is consistent quality product. 100%. Those are the, those three things, consistent quality product. You have to do all of that. And then, and only then, does social media work, does do playlists work, do, does throwing any money at it work? Because if you don't have those three things as a baseline, you're, you're trying to sell garbage and, and nobody wants to buy that. And the irony behind that is that if you do those things, and it doesn't happen overnight, and that's the other thing, people are impatient. But if you actually just do those things consistently, all of the tools and like ways to you know, try and make that exponential and force it in other people, I don't want to say obsolete because that's not true. Mm-hmm. They can scale, but like it cultivates itself. Yeah, it, it, makes, <laughs> it makes the job of working those other tools a lot easier. Hundred percent. It's way less effort on your part because it will naturally grow. It's like giving a plant water. Hundred percent. If you put a plant in red clay, it's not going to grow as well as if you put it in black dirt. So why don't you make some black dirt 
and then start putting some water on it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I do want to I do want to say when it comes to releasing content, there is one physical medium that I do think is worth looking into at a point, and that's vinyl. And the reason being is that people who are audiophiles who really really like to listen listen. If somebody's listening to a CD, and they're they're most likely they're not listening closely enough to differentiate uh, between a CD or a streaming, the same song being streamed or played as an MP3. So the very subtle differences, if any, in quality are not are going to be lost on the listener. But somebody who really wants to pick apart the parts in the song, really get the experience, they're going to go for something that's high quality. And where they're going to go is vinyl, because vinyl is the best high quality listening experience. It still is. So if you're going to press anything physical, my recommendation would be to press vinyl, but not out of the gate. Again, this goes back to consistent quality product. We were talking about before you throw money into playlists or ads on Facebook or anything like that, you need a proven product. So what you should do, what I recommend you do, is put your music out digitally. Stream it. See if you've got something. Cultivate a following around it. Get an audience. Get a group of people who are really digging it. And then when you do, release a limited edition, for example, uh, vinyl pressing. A hundred copies. And we're selling them each for $50 each. This is the only pressing. And you'll get a signed written note from me, the artist, or us, the band, uh, what have you, thanking you for your purchase. Make it making a very exclusive uh, insider thing. Maybe maybe you only offer it to people on your mailing list. Maybe you only offer it to people at shows. Maybe that's how you do it. But make it exclusive, and and that way the people who really want it, they will. The people who are going to buy that are only going to be the people who are in love with your brand to begin with, and therefore by definition they're going to be paying attention. So they're going to know when that's available, and they're going to snatch that up. That way you're not sitting. I mean, how many how many thousands of copies of CDs? Have you had laying around your your house over the years? I know I've had probably five thousand copies of CDs laying in my house over the years from being in bands. I swear to you, unsold. I literally, this was like two days ago. I was talking to my mom, mm-hmm. and she was going through cleaning up some old stuff, yeah. and she found old CDs. And I quite literally told her, "Throw away every CD you ever find. Yeah, if it belongs to me, I don't need it. I don't ever want to see it again. Nope, I don't need it in my life. Useless." I think the other thing with records too, though, I, I think audiophiles are about them, are one big major group that buy into it. I also think that if you actually want something physical and tangible, albums, you know, basically fall into art. <clears throat> like it's the kind of thing you can put on a shelf or on a wall mm-hmm. and like fits amongst everything and can be art. So mm-hmm. like that doesn't work with a CD. Agreed. It doesn't yeah. look that cool. Like, the experience, the experience of opening that that record up and seeing the pictures and the liner notes and I used to love that as a kid. Yeah, I, I think they're still cool. Like, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore record collector in no. any capacity whatsoever, no, but like, neither. I still pick them up to this day mm-hmm. f- if I think something's cool, if I like the record. Like, yeah. honestly, even if it looks cool, I'm, uh, I'm more apt to buy. First of all, there is a zero percent chance that I'm going to walk into a record shop and buy a record I've never heard. Hmm. That's just me, but that's the honest truth. There is a very, very high probability 
that I'm going to walk into a vinyl record store and I'm going to see a record that I love mm. and I've listened to a thousand times and I want to buy it on vinyl because this is a new experience for me. This is a re a re uh, engagement of this material that I love, and then I get to sit and I get to look at the book. Mm-hmm. This is the same experience that you're going to be able to create for your listeners and your audience. They're going to have heard these songs before, but they're going to get the record because they want that new version, that new interaction with what you're making. Here's a great example. I Blink-182 is the reason I picked up guitar yeah. when I was like 13 or 14 years old. Yeah. So still love Blink-182. They have a special place in my heart. Same. And I'm, I'm definitely a big Blink fan. You know, after the hiatus, finally came back, put out the California album. I bought the original vinyl that came out when they first announced it. Yeah. Just because I love them. Yeah. Because they have meant so much to my soul for as long as I've cared about music. Yeah. Later, they ended up releasing limited edition colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and purple's my favorite color. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, and one of them was a purple vinyl from California. So to me, I was like... Had to have it. Have to have it. Well, guess what? It could only come in the tri-pack that had three <laughs> copies that was like purple, white, and red. I own four copies of that record. Wow. Because I wanted <clears throat> one. And at the end of the day, I was like, I don't care. I'll probably give them to somebody or I won't. And it's still a yeah. band that's been this important to me my entire existence. And th- this is what you want. You want the Vance fight of your music right there. Yeah. That's when you press a record, when you press vinyl, that's what you're going after. You're not going after somebody window shopping at the merch table at the show or online shopping, just hitting click and be like, oh, we'll see what this is. That's not what vinyl's for. That's not who you're going to press it for because if you do that, you're going to waste your money and you have a closet full of records. It's true. You need to go for people like what Vance is just talking about who have experienced it over and over again and want to continue to experience it because they love your brand. That's what you want. Yeah. I think also, too, and the reoccurring theme of changing perceptions, you do need to uh, check yourself like, and be honest with yourself and redefine what demand is. Like If one person mm-hmm. asks you for a record, you don't have demand for that record. No. I'd honestly even argue that, like, if a hundred people ask you for a record, you're going to sell 10. You still don't have <laughs> demand for a record. You know, when a thousand plus people ask you for a record, then you can start thinking about printing a hundred. Agreed. And I think 10% is a, a, an ambitious success rate. hundred percent. Personally. Yeah. I, I don't have any numbers sitting in front of me to formally back this up, but I think five is typically more yeah. on trend with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have a thousand people asking you for your record, be prepared to sell 50. But the beauty of that is if you buy a hundred and sell 50, you'll break even. Right. You won't make money, but those it's enough to justify if you have 50 rabid fans mm-hmm. that will be stoked and talk about it and show their friends anytime they yep. come in the house. And then you have you have actionable evidence of 50 people, 50 leads to follow to push your brand on a little bit harder to help maybe share your brand. Include them on an inside list, something. You have Now you have some more data to use to expand your business, to grow your revenue, to continue to make music for a living. Well, and another, along with that as well, you can, you don't have to buy it first. 
You, yeah. Like if you want to do a record, let let's say you get to the point, you know, if you could tell me, oh, we sell out 500 person clubs in, you know, the five to 10 biggest cities around our home. And we have had a thousand people ask us to print vinyl. I would say, okay, that's worth trying. I still wouldn't just press the vinyl. I would put a pre-order. Yeah. And say that there was only going to be a hundred. Totally agreed. You know? Yeah. Or, and I wouldn't lie to people, but like do a run Mm -hmm. that caps at a hundred. So if a hundred people bought it, you sold out on this run. Yeah. You can come back six months from now because then you've just created more demand anyway. But you also didn't lose money because you proved it. Yeah. If you say you're going to drop that and then three people come pre-order your record, you didn't have the demand and you're certainly not going to sell the other 97 of them. Yep. If those people wouldn't buy it to begin with. Yeah. Pre-orders and pumping it ahead of time are your best friend when you are trying to spend your money wisely. And I just want an overarching thing here that I want to talk about is that the reason we're trying to impress this save your money thing is upon you is because when you're starting a business, every dollar is so crucial. If you go and spend 200 bucks on pressing some CDs, you know, if you're far along in your career and that doesn't sound like much to you, good. That's awesome. But if you're starting out, $200 is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And losing $200 on a bad decision can potentially kill your business. It's true. It may seem ridiculous, but it's the truth. I mean, I have started businesses before where I've made some bad decisions up front and spent more money, a higher percentage of my budget than I did. Killed the business. Done. I could never get back from it. Well, and along with that, I I personally have never been like a huge investor in stuff just because I'm not at a place where I have that much disposable income. Right, right. It's definitely like in my future plans. Um, sure. But with talking in talking to people that are investors, like they – I was spaced out for a second, guys. I'm so sorry. I had a thought I wanted to share. Wait for it. Vance Fight has gone to another planet. Went rogue, guys. <laughs> Went rogue. Um, oh, wait. We were talking about records. Spending money. Spending money up front, and investors will tell you. Oh, got it. If so many people want money, like Mm -hmm. all of these things, you're like, oh, I need money. I could be successful if I had money. I don't believe you. Like you don't really need money. You might need something, like whatever that is. And if, if I personally was an investor, if you could say, I need X amount of dollars for this, I would listen to you. Yeah. But if you came to me and you were like, oh, man, I need $10,000. Okay. Why do you need $10,000? Most people don't have an answer for that. Yeah. They just think that having more money will facilitate being able to do things that they don't actually have a plan for. Right. If if someone were to come and ask me for $10,000 and say, I have actionable data to show you how I've spent my money thus far percentage-wise based on $1,000, mm-hmm. and those decisions were good, I'd be like, cool, let's 10x everything. Here's ten grand. Go to town. Absolutely. But if they're like, hey, I've, I've spent $1,000, what did you spend? I don't know. Well, I'm not going to give you my money. No, no. way. Absolutely Get not. Get out. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, plan, and I think this is another thing that we have scheduled as an entire episode, but having a plan. Like, yeah, don't just do things to do things unless it's creating music. Yeah. You should be creating music to create music. Outside of that, if you spend a dollar, have a reason. And that doesn't mean the plan can't change. Absolutely. You are not in any way married to that plan for the rest of your life, but have a plan. And we'll get into that at a a later episode for sure, but start percolating that one. It's far easier to turn a moving ship than it is to one to... Move, turn one that is stagnant. Yeah. Start one from nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think uh I think to sum to sum this argument up, I just wanna I, I wanna hit a couple things home. You listening. Don't press CDs, don't spend money on radio. Focus on streaming, focus on the avenues that are free to you. You need to be focused on making music and putting it out there for free. There are too many free channels for that, too much accessibility for a very, very large audience to spend a dollar on things in an early phase that are not going to reap any income or certainly not make their money back. And if eventually, or I should say when eventually, because we're voting for all of you to succeed here, when eventually you get to a point that you've created enough good content that you have a user base that is really, really happy with what you're doing and following along regularly, then you want to think about pressing something like vinyl. And you want to make that an exclusive run, and that is going to help, A, identify who your really, really hungry fans are, and B, put a little bit more coin in your pocket, which I think is, those are both wonderful things. That is always the the win right there. So, that's all I got. Yeah. What were the three words? You said it so well earlier. Consistent quality content yeah we're gonna definitely that's gonna be in big bold letters period after each word in the show notes and we may even make a t-shirt one day that says that because it's that important consistent quality content that is your job absolutely be good at what you do and do it often see you guys next thursday thanks for listening Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the show today. As always, you can find show notes and links from our episode on our website at themusicstuffshow.com. Also, please, please, please uh, connect with us if there's ever any questions, any ways that we can help. You can find us all over social media at Music Stuff Show. You can also find myself and Tom personally all over the interwebs. I am at V-A-N-C-E-F-I-T-E, and Tom is at T-O-M-D-U-P-R-E-E-I-I-I. All over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere you want to connect, the show is here for you. So any way that we can make your life a little bit better and get you closer to your dreams of your career in the music industry, we want to be a part of. We'll see you guys next Thursday.